Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me this week on VergeCast, Episode 3. My name is Foster Toft, and I am happy to walk through God's Word together. Let us know God's Word so that we can respond with God's Word. I gotta say, Verge family, during this time, I just realized more and more how much I miss seeing you. Being isolated has brought to mind more and more how much I miss seeing you week after week, and it's even gotten to the point where I miss the freshman guys. <laughs> that, I know that's that's crazy to think, but uh, no, I, I miss them like crazy too, and uh, they've actually been gracious that during this time I've tried to play Fortnite and Apex once or twice with them, and uh, during isolation I found out it's super hard Video games are just difficult these days. Apex is impossible to play. But I want to shout out to uh, Braden Boggs who graciously let me be on his team and by doing so, allow me to bring him down with me because I, I died super fast. And uh, he's a real bro, real bro, getting that started. But today we're going to transition. We are in our question and answer portion of our podcast. And today we have the question that's asked to us. It's, uh, how do I improve my prayer life? This question could have come in a more pressing time when people are praying more and more most likely. For some people in this world, people are praying for the first time to God, asking him to save their souls. Maybe some folks find themselves lost because they don't know how to pray at all. Maybe others are full of shame and guilt because of things they've done and coming for the Father just brings like this constant reminder of where they've fallen short and they don't know what to do. Lastly, maybe today you find yourself just aimlessly praying. You don't know where you're going today or where you're praying. You just find yourself, whenever you try to talk to God, it just seems aimless. You don't know where you're going. But wherever you are today on that spectrum is our question applies to you. How do I improve my prayer life? This is a multi-part question. And to answer this, I want to address it in the following ways. There's three things I'm going to use to address this question. The first, if you want to write these down, the first is this, is the nature of the believer. Second, we're going to define a prayer. And third, it's helpful practices. I know you're probably thinking like, I, I only really asked for the third point, Foster. But I want, to, I want you to ask you to trust me because as we unpack this idea, I want you to have a well-rounded theology of prayer so that you can approach questions like this and other ones in your life with already knowing the answers. Because like I said throughout this podcast, I want you to know God's word so that you can respond with God's word. So with that, the nature of the believer our first point, I want to address the nature of the believer. Just as a human needs oxygen to breathe, the believer needs prayer to survive. To be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. People are products of their experiences. 
When saved by grace, we all experience grace. So we have that common thread. But prayer in the life of a Christian is molded by how that grace carries out throughout your life. I want to make sure you're with me on that. I'm going to unpack this more. It is, it is, are you, the nature of the believer matters in your prayer life because if we lack to apply grace in our lives, we will lack prayer throughout our lives. When I say apply grace, I'm not teaching a uh, salvation by works. I'm, I'm, re- I'm asking the question, it's, am I responding with righteousness? Learning to breathe properly. Now, I just want to make sure that I'm clear and be transparent with you. I'm not saying that I'm a great prayer warrior. My life has been filled with seasons where I have where I just applied grace poorly and did not respond in righteousness. I can just think of my story of redemption the Lord is playing out through my life. As my prayer life changed when I lost my first son, Jerusalem. Hearing the words that his heart had stopped in the womb took my breath away. Through this season, as I reflect on that, it's the profound truth is this is my son's lack of breath became some of my first breaths of prayer. Don't hear me say you need trials to formulate prayer in your life. Trials trials just seem to fast track your deeper experiences with God. The nature of the believer in terms of prayer is dependent on whether you are applying grace every day. And this is what it means. How is your relationship with Christ? Because at the heart of it, simply put behind this first point, is to improve your prayer life, is to improve your spiritual life. Are you breathing? To ask the question, how do I improve my prayer life? You have to, at the same time, ask the question, how do I improve my spiritual life? That's what I mean by the nature of the believer. Are you breathing in grace every day? Are you growing in Christ? How is your spiritual life? Next point. For us to build a prayer life, we have to know what it is. Define it. Throughout the years, I've heard many definitions on prayer. I have heard over the years some definitions. I'm not sure that do justice to them. But uh, for the sake of time, I want to um, list kind of some of the most common definitions of prayer. First, it's just talking to God. Just like how you talk to a friend, you talk to God. Within this first definition is, I struggle with this definition because if I'm honest and if you're honest with yourself, most people don't even know how to talk to their physical friends properly. If you equate conversating with God to talking with your friends, then you may be left with a shallow prayer life because your friend groups are filled with shallow conversations. A prayer life that you talk about things that don't make sense to you, but end with no hope, do nothing for you. Exodus 33.11 tells us that Moses talked to God face to face as man talks to a friend. 
So to help your understanding of how to improve your prayer life, in this definition, I want to encourage teens, students, and people alike to build a better doctrine of friendship. Because when you build a better doctrine of friendship, you'll build a better theology of prayer. The second definition of prayer that's thrown around, wishful thinking. Prayer is wishful thinking, communicating your dreams to God. Again, though here is, there's truth behind this. I struggle with it because it can leave a person in a cycle of disappointment when things don't come or things don't measure up to your dreams. You have to guard your heart from a prayer life that's built on wishful thinking because you can have just unmet expectations and always be discouraged. Third, often people say it's just aligning your will with God's will. This is often a really accepted one, and I hold to this a lot when I think about prayer because it is aligning your will to God's will. But within this definition, the practical outworkings of it can rob prayer of its joy at times. This type of prayer tells us that prayer is more for you than it is for God. And what that tells you, it just kills a relationship component that happens within prayer. There's no personal things that happen within your prayer life. It's just for you, for you to talk to God about how you're getting over yourself to get in the line with God's will, which is true so often. But there is a personal relationship element that happens within prayer. So, what is prayer? The best definition I have ever heard on prayer is in uh, Gary Miller's book called Calling on the Name of the Lord, A Biblical Theology of Prayer. Miller simply yet beautifully says these words, prayer is calling to God to come through on his promise. Prayer is calling on God to come through on his promise. All throughout scripture, we see God giving promises to people. God's covenants are promises to his people. When you pray, every circumstance, every situation, every trial, every thought that you have can be tied back to a promise in scripture. When you pray, you are not only aligning your will to God's will, you aren't only communicating your dreams, you aren't only talking to a friend, you are going to a good father who has specific promises for you as his son or daughter. Good prayer life finds its rest in God's promises. So, how do I improve my prayer life? My question for you, do you know God's promises? To combat aimless prayers, are you communicating the promises that God has given to you? If you are full of shame and you are, are you're fighting the ability to go to God in prayer, are you resting in the promises that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus? If you're struggling with breathing today, applying grace, are you inhaling promises of God that he says you cannot exist without me practical steps you take today are knowing God's promises and calling on them before the Lord so today I want you to 
to set up reminders on your phone. Write down promises of God. When you pray and you don't know what to communicate, are you going to communicate God's true promises that he will never break? Have your prayers be his words. When you pray scripture, when you're praying specific promises, you are praying his words. When you know God's word, you can respond with God's word. And when you respond with God's word, you aren't left disappointed. You're not left aimless. You're not left in shame. You are left knowing the very words of God. And you are expecting God to move because he said he will in those ways. Know God's promises. Prayer is calling on God to come through on his promise. Thank you for tuning in this week to VergeCast. My name is Foster Toff with feature music from Daniel Asher. I'm glad you tuned in today with us. Next time, we're going to finish our study in Lamentations chapter 1. Our title for next week's message, You Can Still Obey. See you 